0: It's a sideways week in the crypto world, but the blockchain news is anything but that. In fact, Overstock.com continues to lead the way. John McAfee makes a request that doesn't go over too well, and the Brave browser is quickly becoming a legitimate alternative to Google Chrome. What's happening in crypto as we approach autumn? We've got the info you need to satiate that crypto fix. It's the bad news, episode number 183 of the bad crypto podcast five, four, three, two,
1: five, Who's
0: that? i don't know why mr travis right but i got jazz hands going on right now welcome to the bad crypto podcast jazz hands
1: i don't know why you would have jazz hands either that's I well, do. They're totally the actually having you
0: could see right now. I got jazz hands.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, you are in Maine, and that yeah. has nothing to do with anything.
0: I am in Maine. I'm here to keynote at the Agents of Change conference that is uh, happening here in Portland, Maine, on Thursday. And, uh, doing a workshop on Friday on, uh, do, using live video. It's about 350 people or so that are here for this event and looking forward to it. But as always, I'm one place, you're another.
1: That's true very you know of the 200 plus i think if you add them all up 220 something episodes we've done we've been in the same place for an episode maybe what eight nine times 10 a times
0: t- a few times well, all well i of the guess ones. if you
1: count the live ones that we've done and the other ones probably maybe 15 at the most
0: yeah well we're just we're just very remote and that's the beauty of the internet and being able to record podcasts is you know, you can do this stuff from anywhere. And wherever you are, here's the good news. You can listen to this podcast from anywhere in the world, wherever you are, unless you're in North Korea, where bad crypto could be considered contraband.
1: <laughs> bad the Bad Contraband Podcast. <laughs> we're talking about all the things you can't listen to. So yeah, we're doing We're doing well. listening to it in over 190 countries. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we are the blockchain blockheads, the crypto clowns, and uh, we like to duck-duck-go stuff so you don't have to.
0: In fact, we recently got back from the Bay Area where we performed Bad Crypto Live at the Litecoin Summit, and we got the opportunity to interview Charlie Lee again and our sponsors from Open Uh and that show will be coming out in the near future, but there was one merchant there that I was just so tickled by what he was doing that I thought, you know, I want to give him a quick shout out here. And you know what I'm talking about, don't you?
1: Yeah. It was that guy who kept coming up to you and tickling you.
0: Yeah, it was not that guy. That guy, <laughs> that guy got slapped. Like, hey, can't stop it! The crypto conference. A
1: little crypto tickle, Joel.
0: <laughs> little crypto tickle. <laughs> you no, know, we walk. We walked into the conference, and on some of the uh, the high top tables, there were these little candy dispensers. You know, kind of like the old kind you used to see, where you'd put, you know, a quarter in and turn the thing, and the candy would come out. These had M and M's in some of them. They had Skittles and another, and I had a Litecoin symbol on it. I'm like, what is what is this? It had the hashtag Crypto Candy, and basically, you deposit, you donate twenty five cents to the Litecoin Foundation by scanning the QR for the wallet, and then you put a cup under the dispenser, and boom, out comes candy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fancy, and uh, so the way you set it up was actually everyone who had the badge there the badge uh, the, the Litecoin badge actually had ten dollars I, I guess it was actually 0.1 Litecoin on every badge right. and so you had to uh, pull you had to pull the sticker off and then scratch off your private key And once you had your private key you could import that address into the loaf wallet which is the iOS and Android wallet for Litecoin and by doing that you' were able to transfer that point one Litecoin over and then you could use that to, to buy some crypto candy, mm-hmm. so it was, it was pretty fun, a very cool way to, uh, to teach uh, you know, people about how crypto works.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the guy's name is Paul Lambert, he's with iozeta.com, i-o-z-e-t-a.com, and he designed these crypto candy dispensers as an inexpensive and easy way for crypto fans to teach family and friends about crypto. And it can be configured to use Bitcoin or Litecoin or, or any of any number of currencies. And he sells these uh, on Amazon. And I think if you just search for Crypto Candy, you can find it. But you can put uh, candy or nuts in there. And, um, and you got to make sure though you, you
1: don't put big nuts in there.
0: Yeah, can't put you your big nuts.
1: Can't in there. be too big <laughs> because then they won't go through the hole. That's <laughs> well, true. Why are you laughing? That that you is put walnuts in there.
0: You cannot put walnuts in there. Or coconuts. No, don't, <laughs> don't put any coconuts in the uh, crypto candy dispenser.
1: Yeah, just little tiny nuts, and then they'll be able to flow through.
0: Yeah, super fun. So I'm going to get one of these for my apartment, so that when people come over, I can show them. Look at this. You're going to buy. I'm not going to give you candy. You're going to buy some, but I'm going to give you the crypto to buy it with. And look at how this works. And they're going to be like, "That's so cool. That's give me more candy, Mr. Joel. Calm." And by yourself. All right. Well, we have. Yeah. So, if
1: you actually Google, if you actually go on, as he mentioned, on Amazon, Crypto Candy with no spaces, because if you actually put a space in the way he has the SEO set up, it actually won't dispense. So, Crypto Candy, no spaces, that will pop it up. You'll see it from IoZeta Crypto Candy, accepting Bitcoin Cash and other cryptocurrencies, and it's available right there. How much is it? Sixty dollars.
0: Cool. Well, we'll put a link to that in the show notes for you guys so you can check that out. And that's does like, not, a, in,
1: does not include candy.
0: No, it does not. You have to put your you own candy your own and nuts. Just don't put big nuts in there. That's right.
1: Mm. We're All right. Let's do some
0: news. All right, Mr. Travis Wright, let's start the news out with a uh, quick recap. Of the week in the cryptos coinmarketcap.com. Here we are recording late Wednesday. This episode comes out on Thursday, and we're sitting in about an even 200 billion dollar market cap. Bitcoin 6,400, Ethereum 210, Ripple taking a nice jump this week, and we'll explore why we believe that is in, in a little bit at 32 cents. Let's see, Stellar 20 cents, Litecoin 54, and uh, Tether
1: holding steady at $1. It's pretty good. Yeah, so if we're looking at what has happened this exactly past week, looks like the high we had this past week was sitting at about 204, maybe 205 uh, billion. The lowest we had this week was it was sitting at about 186 billion. Now it's sitting at about 200 billion right on the dot. Right. So, yeah, crypto goes up, crypto goes down. It's kind of a sad thing when you look at the big mountain of the January, big mountain, and then all the way down. And then it was going back up and it was we were excited again. It got up to almost 300 billion again and then it was down again.
0: Yeah. Womp womp. I don't have my sound effects handy. We're, we're recording today, so I'll just womp womp. I'll just manually, yeah. manually do that. And if we get excited, we'll have to go.
1: Yay. Mm, so it looks like Bitcoin is what at this point? How big is how How, what percentage of it? 55.3% Bitcoin dominance. Mm-hmm. Domination. Domination. $12.6 billion dollars worth of volume total spent the last 24 hours, which is anywhere between 12 and $20 billion happens every day, it seems. Where's it going next? I don't know.
0: Uh, stay tuned and, and find out, I suppose. But that's where we're at right now. Uh, the markets have kind of just been sideways. Again, we'll talk about Ripple in a little bit and why it took a, um, a rise this week. But our first story is from overstock.com. Uh, the folks there, of course, Overstock, they were the first major retailer online to accept Bitcoin. And now they've announced that customers can buy Bitcoin via its crypto wallet portfolio company.
1: Yes, and it's pretty fancy. I like the idea. So this Bitsy thing that they have, this is you know what it wants to do is to allow the custody of those private keys to the actual owners of the crypto. Now a lot of a lot of exchanges and whatnot that you you know they hold the private keys, they hold your crypto. You just have a username and password and hopefully two factor authentication to at least be able to get into the exchange. But you don't technically own. You know, you're not holding the Bitcoin if you don't hold the private keys. So this is a really cool way to ensure that not only is the Bitcoin actually yours in your possession, and they're also going to offer some, some additional altcoin assets later on, but you're going to actually be holding it. They say that this is a new standard for crypto wallets. It's a game changer because it gives users the freedom that Bitcoin has always promised is what Patrick Byrne said in that press release.
0: Yeah, Patrick is the CEO, and also their T0 has finished its ICO proceedings, and they are going to build an ICO token trading platform. So Overstock is definitely a uh, a leader when it comes to this crypto space, and we're keeping a close eye on what Patrick and his team do. We're watching really enjoyed chatting
1: with Patrick. Really, really enjoyed chatting with him back there at that uh, What was that, the event that we went to back in the day, the Nexus Earth event?
0: Wow, that was the first event that we went to, wasn't it?
1: It was. And we went and we we chatted with Max Kaiser and Patrick Byrne and, you know, all kinds of amazing people.
0: Yeah, remember that time we talked to John McAfee?
1: I do remember that time. We've we've chatted with him once here, and I've ran into him on cruises a couple of times.
0: And he has agreed to be uh, on the show again for episode number 200. But he is already in the, uh, the news again because that's what happens. Apparently, McAfee uh, went to Twitter and he told his followers to flood the SEC chairman, Jay Clayton's office, with emails and calls. He, he wanted people to demand that Clayton square off against him in a public debate over whether ICO offering tokens should be classified as securities under federal law. And uh, he, he was not shy in his tweet of what he told people that they he should was very.
1: He was very reserved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes, the SEC chairman is Jay Clayton. He can be reached by phone at 202-551-551. 2100 or by email and he sent the email and he goes flood this mfers voicemail and inbox with demands that he debate me cnn is ready show this prick what the crypto community is all about and he sent that out in june of 2018 and uh so what what was what ended up happening as a result of this i guess you could say
0: that some of the people weren't super kind but this one email reads, Dear Mr Chairman, as my employee, I humbly request that you comply with John McAfee request for a debate, blah, blah, blah. Failure to comply will constitute insubordination and will be reflected in any upcoming reviews. Your boss, citizens of the citizen of the United States.
1: <laughs> right. And some of them were not so eloquent and uh, debate McAfee, you melt. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. You seem to not be thinking logically about anything. (laughs) So yeah, you know what, when I guess whenever you send out a tweet and you're using MFR and prick in the tweet, trying to get people to, you know, a call to action, the calls to action by people aren't respectful, I guess, not so many of them. If you
0: want to read more of them, uh, they're, they're pretty funny. And, um, they're in the, the show notes, badco.in forward slash 183. And of course, you know, the the question we're going to be asking John when he comes back for episode 200 is if he's still planning on eating his man parts if Bitcoin doesn't reach $1 million by, was it 2020? Because originally he predicted mm-hmm. last year and he said in three years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So 2020, I don't know. which
1: is getting here at a rapid pace. Yeah. You know? Crypto, by the last time we chatted with John McAfee, crypto was at a higher price.
0: Yeah, yep, 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 yep. So for McAfee uh, asking his supporters to contact the SEC, at least there's one person for sure at the SEC that is supportive of Bitcoin ETFs, it's Hester Pierce, and he's been a voice of dissent against those saying no to the ETFs, arguing that the regulatory agency's stance on Bitcoin ETFs has actually been counterproductive in the SEC's goal to provide greater investor protection.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's hard to say what is going to happen or if these ETFs are going to go down or not, but Hester Pierce, she thinks that she would have allowed the Winklevoss Bitcoin Trust to begin trading. She believed that the ETF had met the statutory requirements of Section 6B of the Securities Act of 1934, asserting that the rest of the SEC had misread the requirements related to fraud manipulation. So I think the SEC is just taking a a practical stance. They're waiting, they're waiting to see. They're trying not to move too quick on this. They don't wanna discourage innovation. I don't even know if a Bitcoin ETF is actually a good thing because when you start getting these big banks more wrapped in on crypto, is that what we want? I thought we wanted a new system not to allow all these banks to get their grubby mitts in. But
0: here's the problem. It's not about the banks. It's about the big money. And the big money is in, you know, a lot of the people holding the big money. It's in the hands of the big banks. And in order for confidence to grow in crypto, we have to see the big money come in. And so the SEC and the banks are kind of standing in the way. In fact, she said the commission's interpretation and application of the statutory standard sends a strong signal that innovation is unwelcome in our markets, a signal that may have effects far beyond the fate. Of Bitcoin, And, uh, you, you know, you've talked about that many times that innovation is key. And so we're going to have to break through to the banks and to the government regulators in order for us to take that next step that's going to allow the, the big money to flow into this uh, technology.
1: Yeah, we're already seeing we're already seeing the results of this with a lot of these cryptos and um, you know companies that are doing initial coin offerings and even some that are doing security token offerings to not do it in the United States. They're not building them in the United States. I mean, most of them that we're seeing, they're in other countries. I mean, I think in some cases the the cat may be already be out of the bag. I mean, innovation may have already left the building in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know what, it's, it's crazy watching Silicon Valley and what they're doing, right, because they're having some with, with these tech monopolies and how they're censoring things and, and just their sort of political bent of what's going on. And I don't know that the Silicon Valley is going to be a hub of innovation moving forward. That's not a, that's not a, you know, prognostication or whatever. That's just saying, there's a lot of upheaval going on in Silicon Valley. That's not disputable and innovation with blockchain is leaving the country. That's not disputable. How well does that bode for us in the future in the United States when a lot of these top talents leave? I don't know that's good. And so I hope we figure something out sooner than later, Mr. Jocom, because I like innovation to be where I live. My I like mind. it to be innovative.
0: You know, I wonder, you mentioned cat out of the bag. Would a modern-day colloquial version of that, a colloquialism, if you would, be to let the crypto kitty off the blockchain
1: mm, i don't know but you are off the chain mr joe while we were looking at that other article about overstock.com i noticed this piece here popped into my peripheral vision breaking, breaking, news. breaking <laughs> news cryptocurrency mining malware detections are up almost 500 percent in 2018 Yikes. all these hackers out there are trying to steal from the cryptos from folks And uh, apparently there was some code that was leaked uh, that was targeting Microsoft, which hackers allegedly stole from the NSA, which might have been from one of the leaks when the NSA had those different big drops from WikiLeaks. And uh, so they've noticed a five-fold increase in crypto mining malware infections uh, with this new crypto jacking report that came out today, in fact. Get
0: your hands off my cryptos. Uh, yeah. You gotta be. You gotta be careful. That's really uh, the key. You have to be super careful about what you're doing with your cryptos and how vulnerable your computer and or your wallets are. Make sure you lock that stuff down.
1: Yeah, this one right here looks like Eternal Blue is what it's called. It's the tool which can exploit vulnerabilities in Microsoft software, and so it is. They say it's basically very similar to the global cyber attacks of WannaCry and NotPetya, which those are some big ones that that were, uh, that were arrived in 2017. And they said that uh, Eternal Blue was allegedly stolen from the NSA in 2017 by this hacking group called Shadow Brokers. So NSA, keep your stuff together, man. Don't be letting, don't be letting hackers steal your hacking tools. That's no bueno.
0: CCN.com is reporting from the Binance CEO, Chen Peng Zhao. He said that crypto has room to grow by more than a thousand times in the years to come. Uh, Now, contrast that with last week. We reported that Vitalik Buterin, the co-creator of Ethereum, said that it's unrealistic for cryptos to see thousand-fold gains in the future. But uh, CZ. Oh,
1: oh, maybe they're going to have a beef. Maybe yeah. Vitalik and uh, CZ of Binance should do a rap battle.
0: <laughs> Throw
1: down. <laughs> like, oh, it's a beef. It's a crypto beef. And then like, you know, CZ comes out, crypto going to gain 1,000 time X. And Vitalik's like, yo, no, you're not. You'll get wrecked. And they're going to, you know, they're going to have a battle. It'll be fun.
0: Well, the article posits what would a $200 trillion market cap look like? Well, first of all, cryptos would have to be the main source of payment. Every merchant in the world would be utilizing cryptos over credit cards and cash. Wealthy individuals would hold trillions of dollars in cryptos uh, over offshore bank accounts. And banks would no longer operate on top of fiat, but on top of cryptocurrencies. So that's what would have to eventually happen. But, you know, that would make sense. If it's going to catch on, it's not going to kind of catch on. It's either going to, you know, we're moving to digital money or we're not. And if we are, right. then I don't think it's unreasonable.
1: Well, I would say this. If we were to put all of the assets of the world on blockchains and in crypto, it could the crypto market could go 7000 X, because that's like $1.4 quadrillion. I've heard that's the number. So we could conceivably go, you know, 7,000 X. I don't know if that's reasonable, if that's actually going to happen. But you know what? We're still in the beginning games of this thing. We know we've almost hit a trillion dollars. That's 5X from now. So, I mean, whether the storm here, when crypto goes up, crypto goes down, because there's going to be another moment in time when crypto goes above and beyond that $1 trillion, who knows if it's going to happen this year? I would suspect not, since we only have three months left of this year. But maybe sometime in 2019, maybe we go over a trillion dollars. Maybe it'll be 2020. I don't know. But I wish it would get here soon because my blockfolio is sad.
0: <laughs> but we, <laughs> as sad as it is, we're still very optimistic about the uh, the crypto space. And uh, the story in Coin Telegraph brings in the always interesting. Elon Musk, and he's asked Jackson Palmer, who's the creator of Dogecoin, to help him combat annoying crypto scammers on Twitter. He sent him a tweet, uh, I'm Jackson, if you can help get rid of the annoying scam spammers, that would be much appreciated. And I guess there's a script that can be used to help with this. These guys went back and forth on this.
1: Nice. That is great about how the Twitter team should definitely automate and fix this problem on their end. They should, because like, if you notice our Twitter handle now, it says bad crypto bracket, not giving away ETH because what was happening is that we don't have a verified account on Twitter because Twitter um, doesn't like people who talk crypto or something. I don't know. But uh, so there's a whole bunch of fake accounts out there that use our picture. And then whenever we tweet something, what was happening before we put that message on there is then there would be multiple fake bad cryptos, bad crypto, bad crypto, bad, all these different ones. And they would then say, hey, give us your Ethereum address and we'll, we'll register you to win the bad crypto ETH giveaway, which there never was one. And so every single person who is, you know, sort of influential in crypto has had this problem with these spammers and scammers trying to you know, you know, get addresses and whatnot. It's been really weird. And uh, so this is just another thing here. Palmer apparently has some script. We'd love to have him on the show sometime. If you guys know uh, uh, Palmer Jackson, uh, or he listens to the show, he's another guy we'd love to have on, the creator of the Dogecoin. But he won't, know. He,
0: won't he won't talk about Dogecoin.
1: He won't talk about it. He can nope. talk about crypto.
0: He'll talk about crypto. He will not talk about Dogecoin. Um, you know, he didn't – I don't think he got any. I think that – you know, he he created this joke coin and mm-hmm. then this thing took off and um, I don't think he got he didn't, to, mine any, he
1: didn't mine any blocks or anything I, I don't mean, think he, he got the profit. So he doesn't mm-hmm. want to talk about Dogecoin,
0: which is a shame. That's the reason I'd want to have him on. Let's talk about your
1: joke I don't coin. want to talk about it.
0: I mean, I could understand you create something and you get nothing from it and you might be a little upset. Mm hmm. Maybe I'm you
1: got to cry about it. <laughs> Mr. Kahn, sorry about it.
0: Here, this is, here's some good news. Why don't you take this one here? Because um, uh, from bcfocus.com.
1: Yeah. So we've had a lot of conversations about this, Mr. Joe Every time we have a live one, we mention it just because it's fascinating. The numbers are so fascinating. You know, we just talked about at the beginning of the show here that today the amount of crypto volume that's you know, gone on today is nearly $13 billion in the last 24 hours. Uh-huh. It's in that, what 12, 12 billion 700 or something. That's what it looks like right now. But um, yeah, so Bitcoin uh, processes transactions worth over $2 trillion. They've overtaken visa according to just the sheer amount of a volume that has been transferred using Bitcoin. Apparently there's been over 7.4 trillion in value transferred using Bitcoin two in 2018,
0: 2018, 2018, it's
1: just it's still just, just a scam though yeah it's it's a fad,
0: yeah, I don't know how you could you know despite the price, I don't see how you could uh not see that crypto is is here to stay mm-hmm. uh, people are transacting in it. And that's huge. It's-
1: I guess it was 7.4 trillion total has been transferred with Bitcoin with 2.4 sent in 2018, which clearly counts the big January and February that we had. Does not count the huge December, which was pretty ginormous. Right. uh, Yeah. Well- Despite the bear market, over $200 billion in value is sent per month using Bitcoin alone. Now we've had that conversation where it's been on average- Anywhere between 12 and $20 billion a day is being transferred in the crypto market, depending on the day. That is a lot, and that has been growing exponentially over these last five years. That, to me, shows that adoption is really rolling, even though the price is low, right? Next up from ICOnewswatch.com, Dubai police warn against crypto scams. They predict electronic money will replace cash. Uh, they are investigating a 80 basically an $82 million international fraud case that uh, has spurned them to create a warning about the potential role of digital assets in facilitating crime in the United Arab Emirates. I guess the uh, Major General Khalil Ibrahim Al Maswari, who is a, an assistant uh, commander of criminal investigation there at the Dubai police, said there's a, a lack of awareness in the UAE about the risks involved with digital currency and how it's aiding cyber criminals and money laundering and piracy in the country. And then they go on to say we believe that crypto and electronic money will most likely replace cash. So I need to wake up to how it's going to work because criminals are in every walk of life, unfortunately. And if it involves money, you can guarantee there's going to be some people around trying to trying to get the heads up. Criminals
0: gonna crime. That's basically it. Doesn't matter, you know, what the uh, value, what the exchange is, what the um, the asset is. Criminals will use that asset for illicit purposes because criminals gonna crime. So um, you know, at least there's optimism in this. is saying, hey, watch mm-hmm. out for the crypto scams. But guess what? Uh, we are gonna have cryptocurrencies, and of course, you know, at the end of the day. Or at the end of whenever this period of time, you know, when everything finally settles in, some will come out the winners and some will be the losers. There will be some cryptos that will be the ones that uh, cultures and countries have decided to adopt and others that won't make it. You know, it's a Betamax VHS thing. And uh, Beta was better, but VHS won until the DVD came along. And now it's like, what's a DVD?
1: Right. Now it's like, do you even stream, bro?
0: <laughs>
1: Who's this dude? Muhammad
0: L. Iranian. Just kidding. He's across. the greatest
1: ever. I think he was the boxing champion.
0: Nope. He is. is uh, yeah. He's the chief economic advisor from Alliance. And I guess his voice is widely respected in market analysis. I don't know if it's respected as Mr. Ronnie Moas's. but.
1: Oh, wow. He's, he's got a, that's a pretty big. It's a pretty big headline right there.
0: Yeah, he says crypto is not dead, and certainly the underlying technology is not dead. We're going to see more widespread adoption by both the private and public sector of the blockchain technology and related technologies. He's, I think he's been listening to you and me talk, because that's what we've been saying.
1: Well, the, the, it comes right out of the gate, and it says the crypto crash of 2018 is now worse than the dot-com crash of 2000, mm-hmm. as the total market cap of all cryptos is down 80% this year. Bitcoin is down 60%. Ether is down 80%. Hit a 52-week low on Wednesday. Bitcoin Cash is down 80%. XRP is down 88%. And
0: it could go down more.
1: It could go down more. There's some people who are saying uh, in the technical analysis space that are saying that, that, you know, I was having a conversation with this dude of the trading crypto live. And he goes, based on those charts, it looks like crypto is going to dip below 3000 is what he thinks. He goes maybe as low as a thousand, and I'm like, wow, really? Well, let me look into this. I'm going to do some. I'm going to see what he sees because that would be a big, big tank. That would that would be massive.
0: Well, here's the reason that Ripple uh, went on a little bit of a run this week. The headline from Coin is that Ripple could launch X Rapid Solution in the next month or so. This is according to a report that was on CNBC. The X-Rapid product is a real-time settlement platform designed to speed up international payments. It's for commercial use and backed by XRP tokens and addresses the issue of minimizing liquidity costs and making cross-border payment transactions faster. So they're actually coming out and saying, and here's the quote, from uh the the executive at ripple i'm very confident that in the next one month or so you'll see some good news coming in where we launch the product live in production
1: interesting so that's why we saw a little bump in the cryptos for for ripple today and uh yeah I see some good news with that you know it's one of those things like i personally don't hold any ripple i've not been a big fan of the centralized uh ecosystem that they have over there where they 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 have how much, how much of it's frozen, like 60% of all XRP is frozen and they own it and it's in like some sort of trust or something. I've just never, you know, I, whenever I first got into crypto, I had some XRP, but then I I quickly got out of it. And then as soon as I got out of it, it blew up to $3. (laughs) Well, it's (laughs) at 30
0: some odd cents now. So, um, you know, those who bought it at $3 aren't happy, but you know, here's some more news from ripple uh pnc bank which is one of the top 10 usa banks it says they're going to be using RippleNet to process international payments
1: mm-hmm. yeah it could be profitable i mean it has an all-time high of three dollars here it is now 30 something cents still and you know what if it takes off again uh, well, if there's if you know that's the thing if you see innovation happening within it and, you know, in August, Ripple partnered with three crypto exchanges, Bittrex, a Mexicans, Bitso, and the Philippines, Coins.ph. So they are working on building a healthy ecosystem for digital asset exchanges. I just think that I, my personal preference is I like Stellar Lumens more just because it's more decentralized, right, in the way that they're doing it. This is a very heavy centralized one that's working with some of the big banks. And so just my own personal philosophy, I just don't hold any. But you know what? We just found out that it was down 88% from an all-time high. So, you know, any movement could be good. So it could be profitable.
0: All right. And Mr. Travis Wright, let's hit up our last story, and then let's give away some tickets for World Cryptocon.
1: Sure thing. Yeah, the Ethereum-based Brave browser, uh, they're saying this is already a viable alternative to Chrome. Now, I've been using Brave for a little over a year, and I know whenever I open up Brave, it shows me, like, how many – overall things that I've blocked, like I'm looking at my tab, like I've, I've blocked, I don't know, 14,000 trackers. I've blocked 27,000 ads, all these different HTTP upgrades and whatnot. So it's a really fast browser. It really helps you eliminate a lot of the JavaScript and a lot of the ads and a lot of the stuff. Sometimes I notice that some pages don't even pop up though on Brave because the, you know the JavaScript's not working, some other stuff. So sometimes I have to go back to Chrome, but I love it on my mobile device because on my mobile device that uh, it's it's you know it's way faster. So if you're on mobile, I would say check out Brave because uh, it, it definitely speeds up. And so the browser, the Brave browser, is really all about security and privacy since it doesn't have all of those JavaScript and all the ability to inject code onto pages. It speeds it up, but it also makes it way more secure. And then it also comes with this built-in ad blocker. And then one of the things that they're doing, they have the BAT token, which is the basic attention token. And that BAT token incentivizes creators to, uh, you know, uses this ERC-20 tokens called BAT. And you can then donate BAT to the websites and the publishers and the creators that you tend to like the most. And so right now it says that there's more than 18,000 publishers and content creators that have registered as verified publishers and enabling them to collect bat donated by brave users. Maybe, maybe, um, bad crypto should, uh, should get on that list. On. I'm, I'm BAT token. I bet.
0: So their browser has surpassed 3 million users. I think nice. that's a pretty impressive number. And so, more than 18,000 publishers and content creators have registered as verified publishers. And of these, 13,500 are YouTube and Twitch streamers. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's really positive. This thing is also in its infancy. I mean, this is why, even though we've been at this for a year or so, this wild roller coaster we've seen with the prices, uh, you know, if we were to look back at, Put this in internet years and web years, nineteen ninety-five, let's say it's January nineteen ninety-five. We're looking at then uh April of nineteen ninety-six. That's how far we've come time wise, you know, and what really happened in that short time. Mm, about fifteen thousand or so websites went up, but the, the dot com boom hadn't even begun yet. And I think you are here. That's what I think
1: you are here, says Mr. Joe Calm, who is an internet pioneer and trailblazer. You have built, you built one of the first 20,000 websites ever in the world, in the world,
0: world was it the world village. It was world village. And one of the first thousand apps in the, uh, the app store. Mm. It
1: yeah. takes, it takes a village, Mr. Joe Calm.
0: It, well, it takes a family in my humble opinion.
1: But that's yeah. that's the news. Let's
0: give away some more tickets for World CryptoCon. Of course, the big, 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 big event is coming up on uh, October 31st through November 2nd in Las Vegas at the Aria Hotel. You can get your tickets, and you should, at worldcrypticon.co forward slash bad. And there's $100 off that's automatically embedified in the page when you when you go through there but world crypticon is giving away two tickets each week to one lucky person who is being chosen from our newsletter subscriber list and who's our winner this week mr travis wright the
1: winner this week is the one and only winner ryan Shepard. your
0: winner Unless there's two Ryan Shepherds, <laughs> he said the one and only. Mm-hmm. There could be two Ryan Shepherds mm-hmm. on our list. Uh, you're the Ryan Shepherd that won it. That's the name that we chose. The other guy, sorry, uh, but if we email you, you'll know that you are the winning Ryan Shepherd, not the losing. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you might be the winner, you might not. But if you're Ryan Shepherd and you're the right one, congratulations! You get to go to bad. You get to go to the uh, the World CryptoCon, and mm-hmm. it's going to be bad. You get two, because Joel so and I are going to be hosting. It.
0: To paradise. And if you want to enter to win, it's easy to do. We send out a weekly newsletter that is put out for your information pleasure. And it kind of recaps the week and highlights some of the stories that we've discussed here on Bad Crypto, uh, as well as some things that you might not catch on the show. Badco.in forward slash WCC. Drop everything, especially if you're carrying a plate of hot food. Drop it. Like it's hot, and go to badco.in forward slash WCC and subscribeify to our newsletter so you can enter to win and so you keep up to date on all the badness that comes from the Republic of Bad Cryptopia.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I would say we, you know, that newsletter comes out every week. And it is not weak. It is well put together and informative. It's basically a a recap of all the great stuff that happened in the past week on Bad Crypto, who we chatted with, other interesting news, cool photos. And uh, so you're going to want to, if you don't, uh, if you listen and you don't get that newsletter, go ahead and and just put your email in. And uh, it's valuable. It's pretty handy. And it's informative. And you love Bad Crypto. You wouldn't be listening this far in the show. (laughs)
0: <laughs> You're still listening.
1: You get on there. Get on the newsletter. Jeez, <laughs> what the hell is your problem?
0: there's <laughs> Travis, Wright. Don't insult our audience. <laughs> we love our audience. We
1: do.
0: You know why? Because they help us to stay bad. Who's
1: bad?